the body and the soul are designed in one way. Our world is designed totally against that natural divine way. So what we have to do is unlearn and unprogram a lot of things. So if you can remember that the way of the universe is actually to be in the flow of destiny, to be innately in tune with oneself, to be able to ignite and exude this light and this joy and playfulness. Once you say, I want that, the universe is like, let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of the Tea Please podcast, where we spill the tea on important conversations, important things that will all help us do a little bit better in a lot of different ways. So when I started this podcast, or when I was first coming up with the idea for this podcast, intuition was something that I knew I really wanted to talk about. So it was really important to me to get someone, the right person, to talk about this with us. And I'm pretty sure we got that because this week's guest is Andy Murphy. She's incredible. And I just want to read you a little bit of her bio on her website, andymurphy.com, so you get a feel for what this interview is going to be like. Andy Murphy is a multidimensional priestess, alchemist, and keeper of Akashic Records. She leads through light, acting as a living transmission of the wisdom of the divine. An ancient soul, she is an activator of higher consciousness and deeply committed to the enlightenment of humanity. Wow. <laughs> like, she is awesome. I was smiling so much even editing this conversation because she's so animated, and I just love her. I just love talking to her, and I think she has so much wisdom to share, whether this is something that you feel connected to or not. Everyone has their own belief system. I'm certainly not trying to change yours with this interview. I do think Andy has a lot of interesting information to share about intuition and how we can connect to it, so I'm so excited to share it with you. Of course, we get into intuition and what that can look like, what it feels like, how we can differentiate and discern our intuition versus other messages that we get because we are flooded with a lot of information from a lot of different places on how to think and feel and act and all of that. So how do we know that we're on the right path for ourselves? Um, so Annie gives her perspective on that. And we also get into kind of this collective shift that we're all experiencing right now in the last year or so with the pandemic and a lot of social conversations going on and seeing that things are breaking down and unlearning and why everyone is feeling that kind of collectively. And Andy gives her perspective on that, which hopefully you'll find uplifting and encouraging because that's really what it did for me. So if you can't tell, I really liked this conversation and I'm excited to get into it. Oh, also, I will say I have not given any type of disclaimer for language before, but there is a little bit of language in this episode, and you can expect that on any episode. I always tell my guests to say what they want to say, how they want to say it, and sometimes that means a little adult language. So just be prepared and it's going to be great. Oh, one more thing. You might hear her mention um, like how cancers respond to things. Before we were recording, I was talking to her and then we found out that we're the same zodiac sign. So we're both cancers and then Taylor, my fiance, is also a cancer. I just think that's so interesting. Lots of feelings going on. <laughs> but if you hear Andy refer to being a cancer or how cancers respond or what we need, that's where that's coming from. We're all a bunch of cancers over here. Please, please, please go and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give it a five-star review. Write some nice words. Show your support. Keep this podcast going. Those reviews really, really help it get noticed on the platform and help other people listen and click on it and know that it's good stuff. So please, if you feel compelled at all, go write that review for me. I will love you forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, here's Andy. 
how can you summarize the work that you do and what would make someone successful at the work that you do? It's where you want to start. We're getting right into it. <laughs> well, I work as shaman. I work as healer. Uh, but it really started with using my intuition and my intuition is built so that I can read other people very easily. So that translated into a pretty commodifiable gift because I'm able to look at anybody else's stuff um, and be able to like pinpoint right where it is that they are either blocked or not seeing things because my goal always is to help someone move into like the flow of where their soul is actually supposed to be and get them out of those places of stuckness and uh, really get them out of their own way. So I spent 15 years doing uh, private readings in that capacity, which was pretty rad. But intuition for me has always been something that has just been innate. It's been here. Um, and as a cancer, it's never really been turned off. It's been my primary sense, I think, in this lifetime. Is that something common for cancers? Yep. We're feelers. We feel our way through the world. So like, just imagine like in that water, water is our primary element. So we don't necessarily, mm -hmm. like it's our primary perception. It's how we understand the world is how we feel things first, which also would mean we're also very empathetic in that way. But uh, empaths aren't necessarily all cancers, so it's not that limited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did that look like growing up and kind of feeling that out? Or how did how did it come to fruition for you to be in the role that you're in now? I didn't know growing up that I was doing anything different than what other people were doing. So I think, uh, thank you, cancer. Like what were you not recognizing, I guess? I was knowing things that other people either hadn't told me or things that I shouldn't know. But again, I didn't know that I shouldn't know them because to me, um, and even now whenever I do sessions with people, and I say sessions only because that is where I now need permission to engage. It's not like I just do it from anybody who I'm having a conversation with because that feels unethical to me. Um, so to me, I need that container of safety and permission granted in order to engage in that way. But as a child, like I would know things or I would hear things or I would, yeah, because my gift is like, I can see the soul of you in like five seconds. So I didn't know as a child that I was doing that, but it would make other people uncomfortable. So their response to me was that, and then I would feel like I had done something wrong or bad. So having to learn that that uh, could be turned on and turn off, that intuition, um, and learning the proper boundaries and ethics and respectability around it. What did that look like when you were having those conversations or bringing stuff up maybe without that safety or permission? Like, what were you bringing up? Or what's an example of something that you could bring up? The first example that I have, I remember I was probably about seven years old and I was at a pool and there was this woman there who was sitting beside the pool and I just went up to her, I'm like, oh my God, you're so pretty, you should be a model. And she got so mad at me um, and stormed off. And later my grandmother told me that she had actually been modeling for Playboy. Oh. Um, so again, like I just zoned in on something where I like see somebody glamorous mm. uh, that, but for her, like I saw exactly who or what she was and hit the shame right away. So there were many instances like that, but it's usually gonna be in more of a personal encounter uh, where I know things about you that you haven't told me. Uh, so as a kid, as that was happening, they would get angry with me and I didn't always understand that that's what was going on because to me, it seems very obvious. Like, oh my fuck, how come you don't know this about yourself? So even as a kid to me, it seems so obvious. Yeah. Thank you, maybe that's it. I was seeing through their mask and people really like their masks. And I would see right through the mask very quickly and I didn't recognize that that's what I was doing or that I was seeing something that they didn't want me to see. Do you feel like you have the same intuitive ability when it comes to yourself versus maybe pulling things from other people? 
<laughs> no! Why? No! None of us do! Goodness. God. Uh, because I've got all my shit. So I've got my blinders on to the places that I am insecure or wounded or traumatized. Uh, so most of us who do this professionally need other friends or allies to be able to see the stuff that we can't see. Interesting. Nobody can see their own shadow that well. That's why it's a shadow. It hides from us. Okay. So it's irritating in that way. Yeah. Uh, but there's also tools, right? So can I do a decent enough reading for myself? Yes, but only with tools. What tools do you use? So I need to rely on something outside of me, I think, in order to do readings for myself better. Maybe like going to someone or a friend who could do a reading for you, but is there something else that you can use that helps like facilitate that for yourself? For myself, yeah. Tarot is great. Um, I've been working with the runes a little bit more lately. Uh, but I think the tarot is kind of my go-to every time because that allows me to get out of my own way and will give me information. But then it's also subject to my interpretation of that information, which is where things aren't always clean. What do you think gets in the way of that? Yes, like we all have our own shit. We all have our own shadows. But like, what? what is that? Oh, thanks. Uh, what I just heard is uh, the work within requires different work. So in order for me to see something that's going on here, I can't just see it clearly. It means I also have to heal it, which is going to be like five or six steps instead of just one. So if I'm working with somebody and I see their stuff, it doesn't take me any amount of time to see their stuff because I don't have to clean it up. For myself, if I'm going to see it, I'm going to encounter the wound. I'm going to encounter the emotion. I'm going to go back into the memory of whenever that happened. I might re-traumatize. And then I'm going to have to like even uh, the nervous system di gets dysregulated or we uh, what you call disassociate at times. So like if I encounter something within myself that's too painful and all of a sudden I can't unravel the story because the pain is too big and it's going to take different effort to unravel it all the way. When you say it like that, it makes sense because you like you're not processing that for someone else if you're calling it out for someone else. But when you're so many other layers when it comes to yourself or if there is like there it is. trauma behind it or like a wound, like you were saying, then yeah, it makes total sense that that would require more work. And won't it always be a trauma or a wound? Like why are we not being who we're supposed to be? Yeah. Because at some point somebody told us it wasn't okay. So the trauma and the wound is almost inherent in like us becoming who we're supposed to be. And the wound is the way that we uh, navigate back to that. But uh, trauma work is really not fun for anybody. Nobody's excited to get in there and sort stuff out. But we also know that it's necessary in order to truly uh, embody more of our light. We have to know the shadows. Do you ever get frustrated for not knowing what the shadows are or where they're from? Always. Because sometimes it's obvious, right? Like we know that where where something hits a nerve for us or why we do certain things because, oh, I had this experience. But I feel like there's a lot of things that I'm like, I don't know why the heck I'm like this. No, and I think the frustration is one piece, but I've also learned not to go digging because if it's not ready to be seen, it's going to hurt more. So when something is like coming up to the surface, so uh, right now I'm doing a lot of uh, body work to release trauma. Uh, I'm not looking for things that hurt. I'm paying attention to what does hurt and trying to engage with that. So it's playing with the shadows a little differently. So is it frustrating? Absolutely. But also the shadows are the reason that we're here. A fully enlightened being doesn't get to stay human. So as long as we have this process and some level of work to do, then we're still in the game here. Um, a fully enlightened being, well, they leave the planet, they don't have to be here. So there's nobody who just gets to uh, get to the front of the line and stay there. There's nobody who gets to stay in eternal states of bliss and be human. It's the journey. Bummer. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I have, thank you, cancers, right? Because we also, we're a little princessy. I like things to be glorious and awesome all the time. And that's just not yeah. life.
Yeah. Which sucks. If you called out something that I totally do and just like I look for things that are not right or like I will look for what I need to work on constantly. So I'm like yep. always looking for like what's the next thing that I have to be working on and healing. I call that shadow hunting because then I think that there is always something in you that's going to like show itself. Yeah, always, of course. Yeah, it's like picking a scab. So I'm like when things are awesome, I'm going to let them be awesome. I don't need to like find what's wrong here. Mm. because that will reveal itself to me eventually that's the nature of the game right now damn it i know i'm like (laughs) i don't like that (laughs) what can you put in place to be more in tune with your intuition when it comes to you personally because i think like what i'm getting at is i feel like there's so many different messages that you get so like what does it feel like when you do follow your intuition with something versus when you follow some message that was not your intuition? Um, I love that question because following your intuition is going to be a gut thing. It's never going to be a head thing. So that's the first thing that has to be unlearned. Um, For me, everything about intuition is about developing it, not learning it. Intuition isn't about anything being developed. Intuition is more about trusting it and building that muscle. And so as we are getting into these spaces of being able to hear what's going on within, it's not going to be anything from up here. So intuition is very rarely logical. And intuition is often going to be uh, more innate, more an immediate knowing. And we don't know where it comes from. So as soon as we question it, then we're in head and then we've kind of lost that communication that's going on. But intuition is older and ancienter and not subtler it's just that we have been taught methodically throughout the generations and over time to distrust that voice within it's like question everything but then don't question this so i wonder if that's where some of that conditioning comes from because i was definitely taught to like question everything and like really think through your decisions so then that i mean it's easy to spiral well and we live in a society that is very mental we have become very heady about things and even looking at you know degrees and what letters you have after your name we're a society that really values the intellect over the intuition Um, so we're beginning to get back into this place of intuition and realizing the intuition is always the voice of truth within self and it's always going to be leading us to a better outcome and a better it's it's going to align us with destiny intuition is like that mechanism that is going to bring us to where we're supposed to be Um, but that place of where I have to be it might be uncomfortable so my brain's like fuck no I'm not going to do that Uh, so when we are following the intuition getting back to your original question there's something in us that relaxes when we're following our intuition we won't be like doubting it because as soon as we like step into the path of it everything is like oh that feels there's an immediate recognition if we can hear it yeah and if we're not following intuition, we're listening to voices, then things don't work out. And all of a sudden you're like over here and you're like, I don't really know how I got here, I thought. Um, then we yeah. are being too heady. <laughs> Does it always work out? Always. Like, is it always, always, will your intuition always lead you to something, even if like, even if it doesn't work out, if that makes sense? Because your intuition is like the voice of your own divine. Intuition is always, uh, when you're truly listening to the intuition, it's always going to bring you into that place that you're supposed to be. But our brain is going to have lots of reasons why Mm. that's not where we're supposed to be because it may mean leaving a relationship or it might mean leaving a job. So there's lots of, uh, yeah, if this is really where you want me to be, well, I've got to let go of all of the things that I thought made me comfortable or I was supposed to be doing. So it can be challenging to really move into that stream of listening to the intuition. But ultimately, like once you're in that flow of energy, oh, 
then you recognize that everything is actually supporting you to be what you're supposed to be. And it's the only thing that you've ever wanted to be. Um, so I don't mean to be sounding esoteric with that, but like there's this thing in you that you've always wanted to do. Intuition is always the thing that's going to bring that closer to you. But it might mean that people think you're crazy. It might mean that you have to disagree with what your parents have told you. It might mean all of these things that are socially and emotionally uncomfortable. And so we don't want to listen because we're like, fuck that. <laughs> I just think through some of the choices that I've made and that's like, it's hard not to do that just hearing what you're talking about because I'm so interested in in like how this can apply to my life. But I think about like, so an example is I last year, for years, I thought like I need to do yoga teacher training. Like this is what I this is what I want to be doing. I can totally see myself down this path. Like, did you think it or did you feel it? I feel like I felt it. Like I, it was something that I thought about okay. for years, and then it was not a good experience. And I know for certain that it's not something that I am going to be doing in the future. So it's like, but did that? Did I Me need too. that to happen in order to come to that realization? Um. Probably like that's also how it works is like if I have this thing that I think I really want to do and then I get there and it's not at all uh, the intuition is going to hmm. yeah I question if it's intuition right I know that's all yeah. Um, and not making you question yourself because that's also where we get it really confused of like, oh my God, I can't trust myself because that didn't work out. And so there's this, uh, and I think 2020 for most of us was this mass disillusionment. We didn't know what was real. We didn't know what to trust anymore. So building this inner capacity for trust is helpful, but uh, really being able to sit with who was the voice in here that kept telling me to do yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. And let that masked one come out and be like, bitch, we need to have a conversation because we don't need to do that again. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> It was great. It, like, it was a good experience and I'm glad I did it. And I had thought about it for so long that I truly think I needed to go through it to be like, no, I don't. Yeah. Ellen, listen to your words. You just said you thought about it for so long and you think you had to go through it. So Thinking. again, that's telling us where it is. Yeah. Shoot. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I, uh, I've just trained myself over years to not you like if I hear the word think come out of my mouth, I pause. And I'm like, wait a second. How do we really feel about this? Because uh, to me, like, it's just the clues of where that voice, that message, that idea is coming from that's not really yeah. anchored within womb and within body. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Because I don't know how many times I say I feel and I didn't choose that go. word in that one sentence. So how would you build, so you talked about building trust and like that's how you can kind of flex that muscle to know that you can trust what your intuition is telling you. For someone who's like not, doesn't have that self-trust, like how would you start building that up? Um, pay attention to the things that make no sense and follow it. And that is like really truly the goofiest, but it's the way, like the thing that makes no sense, like you're at the grocery store and they're like, you need to pick up an extra onion. You're like, what? Um, just do it and see what happens. So I really try to stress that intuition is very playful. It's not like you're going to get an onion and something bad is going to happen. Um, because I think that's also what we have been taught is that our intuition is somehow the voice of the devil or the voice of something bad within. That was a very popular thing to say that kept us from being able to listen within and trust ourselves. Um, so we have all doubted ourselves, but it's been done genetically through the generations over and over, right? Like my grandma might have said this stuff was bad or evil. Um, not mine, but in a general sense, my grandma, I don't know. I don't know how she would have felt about what I'm doing. We didn't really talk about it. So follow the 
random, I think is just what I want to say, because there's something very playful in it. And then all of a sudden, like the more you follow the random things, then things work out and you're like, oh my God, that's it. But as soon as you get into your head, uh, we lose it a little bit, which is uh, part of the game and also real irritating. So irritating. How can you tell or what, how can you identify, how can you separate them? Because it's really confusing because you have to use your brain to think about how you feel. So how- Oh, great, they're, gi they're giving a tip. Um, so let's do this tip. Uh, and I say this is gonna be particularly helpful as women. So whenever there's an idea or a thought, we just wanna like hear it for a second and then maybe just breathe it down into womb space. Breathe it into that place of knowing and then let it rise back up to heart and see what it says. So if there is an intuition before I follow it, if it's up here, that's not gonna be as beneficial because it's this world that's kind of programmed. The brain is very programmed. Um, so if you can look at it like a computer in that way, this is all very programmed by society and by generations and by family. Uh, the gut and the intuition less so. So when you can feel it for yourself, uh, and thank you, what I want to uh, share is the intuition also feels peaceful whenever we do it. Yeah, yeah. There might still be a voice up here that's like, what the hell are you doing? I don't know if that's a good idea. Uh, so it's just about kind of like, hey, we're going to try it instead of it being big and catastrophic and detrimental in any way. So if you're just learning to use your intuition, like maybe don't do it around a job. Don't do it around a relationship. Do it around these other silly little things. Um, and I can give a great example. I was driving home one night and they're like, go this way. And I'm like, okay, I'll go that way. Uh, and as I went that way, there was a huge accident there. Um, and again, in my role, I needed to help clear the energy of that accident. I needed to help clear the dead people that were still like hanging out there thinking they were in their car. So as I was brought that way, yes, it took me an extra 20 minutes to get home, but I remember thanking them. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I was here. I'm so glad that I could like make sure this area was cleared so there wasn't yeah. trauma for other people energetically to have to go through afterwards. So it's those types of things that are, they're random, Sarah. Like, how do you... Oh, and you can also ask for them to engage with you that way. Thanks. You can ask your intuition. I want to ask so many questions about this. Great. My first question is, what if you don't get those things? Like, you're obviously very in tune with these messages that you're getting. Everybody does. It's just that we have like tuned it out. How do you open it back up then? Uh, you ask. Ask who or what? Uh, we don't want to go into the who and what because I'm really in a very different place with that now. Okay. So I want to say like, we're going to be working on like the divine is within, nothing is outside of us. And we're going to ask ourselves of like, hey, I know there's something in here that's got something amazing to do. Can we start being friends? Can you come online and like maybe give me something fun and random that will give me a little bit of faith or confidence in this? Play with it that way. Um, and you can even do it with things like uh, knowing who's on the phone before you pick up the phone. Before you look at it, you know who's calling. You have an idea about somebody in the morning, jot it down and sure enough. Uh, so paying attention to like the things that like popcorn come in, everybody's got them, but we have just tuned them out because it feels like it's just random. It's not random. It's a different language that we have uh, just mm -hmm. ignored because the brain, again, only has so many things that it can pay attention to at one time. I'm so determined to, to get those things. Um, and don't be that determined because that also- I like, know, oh. I know. And that's why I said, like, make it playful. Make it something completely unexpected. And then you're like, holy shit, we just did it. Uh, and I also encourage as people are beginning this, like keep a journal of the times that you were right so that you can start playing with that. And you're like, oh yeah, I totally got it. Uh, because we forget, because it's new. And remembering, reminding yourself, remembering, that's how that sounded. <laughs> remembering that as this is getting started, it's something you haven't done before and you won't always be right. 
So not taking it too personally. If you were wrong, we're learning. And so that compassion and gentleness. What would you say to someone who's really skeptical about something like this or connecting to that side of things? Maybe they have like another belief system that they're really tied to. Then they're really tied to it. There's nothing to say. So people have to be open to this. And if they're in a place where like this path is working for them, you don't try to convince them of a darn thing. Um, There's a Buddhist saying that I love, you don't wake up somebody who's sleeping. So those people who are curious and interested, it's going to work a lot better than trying to convince a skeptic. But um, And, thank you, recognizing that skeptic is sometimes just, again, wounded or scared, but still curious. The curiosity is enough. It doesn't require a whole belief system. Everything in your world doesn't have to shift for you to be able to, like, trust yourself more. Um, thank you. And uh, they're all joking up here because I hear voices all the time. It's just the way that I work in the world. Um, they're like, stop taking everything so seriously. Jesus, stop taking everything so seriously. So allowing this to be playful, allowing that intuition, like it's not do or die. This is uh, this is a game. This is supposed to be fun. Let's see how we can make it more fun. But if somebody's very skeptical, then there's a wound there or there's a reason why you don't need to go picking at it. You just love them and uh and if you do have people in your life who are skeptical as you're starting to come in they'll just watch you like start nailing all of these intuition things and your life gets better and they're like what are you doing um so i say the best way the only way to help the people that you love come online or wake up Mm. is by you doing it you be the example that inspires them you don't tell them a damn thing because they don't want to hear it yet how do you make it more playful why are you being so serious (laughs) it's like that i just struggle with that connection of and like thinking so much and i don't know if that's from Mm. like too much input or i don't know what it is but it's hard for people to be playful so if you talk to any shaman anywhere in the world you will find and if even if you look at um the buddhists and the monks right there's this childlike joy the childlike joy is what we are in the process of all becoming again in a pandemic joy (laughs) like that's what it feels like because the world is breaking oh my god what the hell's gonna happen there's something kind of uh fun about it all like wow i don't know if we'll have a government in a year that's rad i don't know what the hell that means but um i can't take it too seriously because i have zero control over it this is hilarious what am i supposed to do i'm not supposed to panic because panic doesn't help me feel any better panic doesn't like fix it So I think I want to, like, the world seems very serious at times. And the beings who carry the most light, the beings who are the happiest, the beings who are the most enlightened on this planet are the ones who remember the childlike. The ones, um, so all of this, again, with listening to ourselves, it is like (sighs) the innocence and the joy of it all. And being able to, like, tap into that a little bit within. Mm -hmm. And then keep it going. It's such a practice. You're not alone. The universe wants to play with you in this way. And so that's the thing is like, once you kind of like, let's see what happens. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing it. She's doing it. Let's go. Um, So there's this like lovely energy of like this stream of blessings and abundance in the universe that begin to flow toward you because everything in you, thanks. And maybe this is the other thing. The body and the soul are designed in one way. Our world is designed totally against that natural divine way. So what we have to do is unlearn and unprogram a lot of things. So if you can remember that the way of the universe is actually to be in the flow of destiny, to be innately in tune with oneself, to be able to ignite and exude this light and this joy and playfulness. Once you say, I want that, the universe is like, let's go. 
So it's not uh, you alone so much anymore because so much of what our society has done is like, Mm -hmm. we all feel very alone in this. We feel very isolated and we don't know where to turn to. So we have, we keep looking for things outside of us. And I've been uh, very busy in this last year, making sure that I'm giving people the ways and the tools of like, no, 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 it's all right here. It's all right here. Um, Because this is, this is the new way. This is the revolution. We remember and we wake up and the world around us stops making sense. Nothing outside of us makes sense anymore. Yeah. And that's also a sign that there's like, oh, the matrix is glitching. Um, there must be another way. So even each time like something makes no sense out here, it's an invitation to like uh, come back into the playfulness of like, I don't, I don't know what the hell y'all are doing. This this is weird. <laughs> You talked a lot about unprogramming and and unlearning, especially in this last year. And that's something that I wanted to ask you about because online and just in general, I feel like that conversation is coming up so much with like a collective trauma that we're going through and like this collective leveling up or uprising, whatever you want to call it. But what are, what are your thoughts on that? Why are people feeling this way? Yeah, um, there's a spiritual evolution that's going on. And this is a evolution of consciousness. It is an evolution of the species, essentially. Um, and yes, yeah, science can't necessarily prove that, but we can recognize people are more intuitive, people are more in tune, people are uh, wired differently than society has been wired. So we call it ascension. We call it the great awakening at times. We're waking up to remember what our true nature is, which is kind of the coolest part of this. But what's happening is as we are waking up, we're seeing that the world as we thought it was hasn't been real and that causes a glitch right that's harmful or that's painful to realize that oh my god i thought this thing was totally stable Uh, and one of my favorite teachers right now is a woman named jessa reed and jess is like your biggest mistake was thinking you were safe you've never been safe oh shit we found that out we thought the government like had this pandemic thing like ready we thought they would be able to like roll out unemployment oh my god So as we have a goal and a mission, so too does the earth. And the earth is saying like 2012, it's time. It's, I'm evolving at 2012. Um, and now we here are here at 2020 and people are still not evolving. So she's speeding everything up. So the first place that you can recognize this awakening is happening is like time. Time no longer works like it used to. That's been real funny to watch. It does not. (laughs) It does not. Um, And our minds can't make sense of it. So every time our mind glitches, it's an invitation to come back intuition, come back into the heart. And like there's a place where things do make sense. It's just not out there. So the breakdown as it's happening is really old and has it's always been on the agenda, I think is just what I want to say. The breakdown has always been on the agenda. And uh, it's it's taken a decade longer than I thought it would. I'll say that. Yeah, what do you, is there something about 2012? Yeah, 2012 was the end of one calendar in the Mayans. Like the 2012 date comes from this Mayan concept that is also a little questionable at times. So, but there's a 25,000 year cycle that our galaxy has been doing. So we are at the end of a 25,000 year cycle. And this is what's going on right now with all of the Aquarius energy. We are lining up with things and we are hitting things. Um, And if you can look at the stars, and I'm not an astrologist, so I won't go there, but like look at the stars as a map. And on that map, like things have to happen at the right time. It is our time. It is the time for the earth to do something else. It is time for humans to remember that we are divine and to wake up and to remember all of our powers. And our powers are this. The power is love. The power is joy. The power is like innocence. 
That is our biggest superpower. Like, does that excite you? Are you worried that we won't get there? No. Uh, We failed once in history. That was pretty catastrophic for those of us who remember. That's a time called Atlantis. We fucked that up. Um, So those of us... What is that? uh, Atlantis was a pre-civilization that, like, their history has no proof of, but enough of us have the soul memories. So that was 25,000 years ago. That was the first time that uh, the Earth could have done this and didn't because of technology. So there's plenty... Because we didn't have technology or it was used incorrectly? Because we misused technology. Because we abuse technology. So there's this piece right here. um, And I will say since 2012, there have been uh, a lot of us who were concerned that we wouldn't make it. Um, So that has been a, it's bigger than trauma. Like the soul sadness and grief of it doesn't make sense at any logical level, but enough of us can remember it and hear that can come together. So Atlantis, you can look up and find all kinds of memories that people have retrieved. And when enough- Like the underwater oh, yeah, yeah. civilization yeah, yeah. Atlantis? So that civilization okay. failed. Uh, yeah, not the resort. <laughs> yeah. The resort, uh, they might be doing awesome, but they're in a pandemic. They might've failed already too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a collective fear that we would not succeed, but everything, uh, when we all touch in, we're like, oh yeah, we've already succeeded, which is why everything is breaking. So we are past the point that we're worried that we're not going to move forward. Um, And you might see things like the light has won. That's uh, certainly some language that Steve Noble has been using. Like we're past the point of no return. um, And now we are truly in uncharted waters because humans have never done what we're doing right now, which is why we're all looking at each other like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Oh my God, like, what am I supposed to do? And there's this- And what are we doing? We're evolving, but we're breaking. The world around us is breaking so that we remember the joy and innocence within. So yes, this excites me and I have zero fear that we're going to fail because I know what failure felt like. We're in uncharted waters now. And the goofiness of all of us looking at each other like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? There is nothing to do. There's nothing to do. It's obviously like on on it. It's a roller coaster that's already like gone up. You just got to take the ride now. And maybe remember that you got on the roller coaster as a choice and it might be kind of fun, even if you're out up there panicking that uh, it's going to go down. There's like, there's just so much there, especially with thinking like people want to do something. They want to do something right now. Of course, because we're like, we're literally not doing anything. So we want something to do to make it better. But that's also the beauty of what this last year has been. There's nothing to do outside. There's only one place to go. There is nothing you can do outside of your house except maybe take a hike and somebody's going to look at you bad if you're not wearing a fucking mask because like, really? I can't be in nature now? What the hell is that? So like everything in this whole setup is very divinely guided of like, just go within, just go within, just be quiet. Your job doesn't matter as much as you thought it did. It's okay. (laughs) Everything's going to be okay. Uh, You just have to go within. So uh, even in that, as it's all been happening, like, laugh i laugh about it not because i'm laughing because people are suffering because suffering sucks Mm -hmm. but the blatant messages of it all are real clear too there's only one place to go can't go outside can't travel can't hang out with your mom anymore (laughs) only one place to go (laughs) what do you think will come out of it a whole new world and that's where I have been asked to participate and lead, we've got to create a new world. But uh, the line that keeps coming to me is how do we create what we can't conceive? The world that we know doesn't work. The way that uh, our financial system is set up, the way our school system is set up, the way healthcare is set up, this doesn't work. And yet we can't 
conceive of another way that it's supposed to work because like everything we think of is something that was in history that didn't work. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that you pull from your experiences. And and our experiences have failed us. So uh, there's this yeah. other uh, energy of people that are coming forward where we're like, oh, I think I have another way. And so that's where I get very excited. I'm like, even taking the moms out of the workforce and putting the mothers back into the house, guess what? Now they see how fucked education is. They see They see all of the problems. And moms, we're very good at fixing things. That's kind of awesome. Like, uh, give a mom a job. We're going to get it cleaned up right. Uh, so in my mind, like there's something new that's coming in that's really exciting, but we can't see it yet. So we don't know yeah. what the heck it is. So we worry a little bit, but we don't need to be worried. It's, it's on track. I mean, that's good news, especially when it mm-hmm. feels like it's not on track at all. No, but again, like pay attention to what's breaking is what wasn't working. Yeah. What's, uh, changing is the things that didn't work so that something else can come in. And then there's those of us, those of you souls who will remember something and you're like, oh, wait, I think I have a better way to do education. And the more people who like just uh, like the new maps come online is what Jessa would say. And I've got some friends who are creating a whole new school system, which is amazing. So it comes back to like our power to create the world that we want. So I'm not worried about what's going on in the world because I know people and I know people in this have gotten very clever and very creative. And oh my gosh, like the ways where you're like, yeah, you can't do that. And we're like, fuck you, we're gonna come in and do it this way instead. Like that's what we did. That's what we will continue to do. And as all of these things are falling away, we're still here and we've got better ways of doing them. They just didn't let us before, but now they'll have to. I mean, you totally make me excited about it, <laughs> of like everything that's going on and that it's okay. Um, and can I say, like, I feel that about it. And then I also have days that I can't fucking get out of bed. So recognizing that um, the level of grief and stress is not something that just needs to be gl- glazed over or glossed over. Those days, again, something is breaking inside of us that really is sad. And we have to honor that in a different way than we have before. And luckily, we have plenty of space to do so now. Ain't nothing to do. <laughs> oh, Sarah, you said it so beautifully. There's nothing to do. So can you just be still? And most people can't be still. Yeah, and then I want to ask, why is that? That's just conditioning of, of the world, of like, well, you need to be doing something this, or you need to be going after the next thing, or you need to be acting in this way during this time. It's a product of capitalism. And I won't say colonialism, and I won't say the patriarchy, because I'm not against anything, but our world has been very... Um, invested in progress. And that progress is at the expense of a soul. And so now that progress is halted, which gives us an opportunity to come back to what really is. But there's nothing to do. And that is driving people crazy, I know, which is hilarious. But uh, there is something to do. It's just uncomfortable. Plenty to do. Why are you so uncomfortable sitting with yourself? There's the best question to ask. Why can't you be alone without a phone in your hand for 10 minutes? There's your shadow work. Float tanks are really good for that too. And float tanks are still open, so. Yes, I've done it once and it will force you. <laughs> like it for there's literally nothing to do there. Like we think there's nothing to do. Go into a float tank and there is literally nothing to do in there. Pitch black, it is silent. Um, I'm in one about every 10 days. <laughs> Cause that's where- uh, Really? Well, cancers, what do we do to restore? I need water. So yeah, I'm either at a hot springs or I'm in a float tank mm. every week. I need water. Okay. I went once and it was hard. So I honestly, that's why I haven't gone back because it's, I, it's, I have to choose to do it. Yeah. And that, and that's the whole thing, right? We, we, thank you. Why'd you resist? Because it was hard. What was hard about it? 
not having anything to do or being there, like knowing, like it's the expectation. The first time I was all in like, cool, yeah, let's do it. I want to try this out. And then, and then I knew what it was. So then the second time I was like, mm, mm, mm. I don't want to go like be uncomfortable for an hour in like a floating tank. I don't want to do that. Um, so if I were you, I'll just make a suggestion. Go into the tank with yeah. an intention. So the intention, um, treat it like therapy. <laughs> hey, why am I so uncomfortable being with myself in here? What is it that I'm afraid that is going to come up? And can it come up in a way that is playful and gentle that uh, every time a shadow comes up, it's asking for more love. So it's just this rejected part of us that's scared it's not going to get loved again. And if you can look at shadow work that way is like, uh, there's more of you to love, but there's nothing to do. There's no, you're not going to change the world. You change you and the world changes. Right. That's powerful. And it's a different paradigm. And not one that any world leader has shown us how to do. We don't have too many examples of how to do this. I mean, because stillness is not very sexy if you're trying to sell it. (laughs) There's nothing to buy. And recognizing, like, and this is why I love shadow work so much, because as you sit with the demons, like, it's just some part of you who forgot that they were worthy of love. It's some part of you that's ready to be more light and more playful. I really like the way that you've reframed that instead of being afraid of what comes up or thinking that that's like some really bad part of you, which I think is common. I mean, that's what I think. Um, And again, as soon as you think the bad, then there's a child inside of you who's like, I'm going to be bad if I say or do that. And then you get to come Mm -hmm. in. You're like, no, 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 there's nothing about you that's bad. Like, no matter what you do, there's no child that's bad. That doesn't exist. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all these opportunities for healing. And I am a master of reframing things because I don't see, I don't see this world, which is also why, like, there's clutter around my house. And there, um, I'm like, yeah, I don't see that at all. I'm not always in this world. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in here. So I have a few questions I like to ask all my guests here at the end. Awesome. The first one is, what is something that you do that makes you feel like your best self? Ooh, curling my hair. Ooh. I know, isn't that cute? Yeah. Do you use a wand? Do you use curlers? Do you use like a, a traditional? Um, I use a little bit of everything, but I'm like, I'm like an old lady where I'm like, I, I set my hair once a week. Um, so I do that and I usually smoke a joint and I listen to something spiritual while I do it. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> um, but like it brings me into like human in another mm-hmm. way. And I wasn't doing, thank you, by the way, this hair did not exist before quarantine. So this was something that I'm like, oh, I have the time to do it now. Uh (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. Love it. The second question is, um, what do you do to find inspiration when you feel uninspired? If I'm not inspired, there's nothing to do. If I'm not inspired, I'll take a nap. What does your stillness look like? Is it meditating? Is it literally just... No, I don't meditate. Mm -mm, I don't know how to do that. Um, For me... The stillness would be float tanks. Um, the stillness will sometimes, uh, stillness for me usually is journaling so that I do have at least a dialogue with what's going on inside. So my stillness is maybe quiet from the outside world. My stillness isn't total silence. My stillness is uh, isolation of this thing so that I can just come right with this. What piece of advice would you give that if we all followed, we'd all be better off? Pay attention to your own shit. I'm playing with this new idea lately of like not perceiving myself from outside of me because that's what always gets me in trouble. What will other people think? Or, oh my God. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Um, so I f- like what I'm really doing is taking all of those eyes and I'm turning them inside. You're the only one who will f- fix you. Mm-hmm. 
healers can help, but it's you who gets to do this. And the world will change as soon as the world changes as soon as you change. And it's constantly changing right now. So uh, everything right now is supporting this change and this opportunity. And it's very fast. The way that people are waking up is fast. The way that your intuition is coming on. It's insane watching what y'all are doing. So um, it's pretty fun in that way. Because um, y'all are jumping to the front of the line. You are not like, I don't really know over here. Um, yeah. You're like, boom, I'm having these dreams that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, I've never seen intuition come this quickly online as it is now. It's amazing. And it doesn't require ayahuasca. Can we make sure that that is said really loudly? You don't need to have any substances to help you do this. Uh, this is all innately within. Interesting point. I mean, yeah, I totally, I believe that 100%. But I also believe that people would probably turn to those tools if they might have trouble, like tapping into it organically. Of course. Um, and we've got therapists now who are doing mushroom assisted therapy. So there's very cool things that are going on. But I think the reliance on something outside of you um, is not the first yeah. place to turn. It's the place to turn if you're not getting any traction sure. here. Um, or turning to healers or shamans or psychics or whoever like makes sense to you in that way. That's where you go and ask for a little bit of guidance, but not giving anybody else the power because this is the time about our power. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Where can we find you online? How can we get involved with what you're doing? I know you have, you know, some cool projects coming up. I have so many. Uh, yes, everything comes through whenever it's supposed to come through. So Patreon Luminous Mysteries is my online mystery school where people can get some classes, learning how to do some of these things for themselves and monthly energy update. The Cosmic Mama podcast is my podcast where I talk a lot um, and talk to the people that I love and andymurphy.com website where you can kind of find out a little bit of everything that's going on um, and I lead classes usually every other month I'm teaching a three to four week class so when you are ready to come in I love to show you guys how to do this stuff because that's what my soul is here to do I want everybody to remember how to do this all right, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I also just want to share a little bit of the tea on what this episode means to me and what I've been working on just internally. I have a really hard time trusting myself. So the concept of intuition and tapping into that to me is like figuring out how to trust the voices that you hear that are telling you different things. You know, like, is this coming from me? Is this coming from an outside source? Am I like scrolling too much on Instagram so I'm getting all of this messaging from the internet and it's not really me? It all just gets kind of muddled. So I just say that because that's where I'm coming from with this episode and that's why it meant so much to me and why I loved it so much because the message that I really think that Andy hit on and, and drove home was like now is the time to go inward and tap into that intuition and do what feels good for you because it's always going to turn out good. It's always going to, you know, move us in the right direction, move you in the right direction. And it's what we need to be doing. So that was my biggest takeaway. Let me know your biggest takeaway over on Instagram or write a review, you know, let me know, contact me however you want. I'd love to hear from you. And yeah, if you're not following me on Instagram at the Tea Please podcast, go ahead and do that. I love to make creative shoots and kind of like self-portrait photography, getting into that creative side of things. And a lot of the ideas that I have creatively come from these episode topics. So that's kind of what you can expect over there. I love to continue the conversation and I love to just engage with you over there. So please come find me. 
And with that, I will catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,